0: Hmm. Recorded live.
1: Be back. Okay. Rumbo's a the go to go both random go station she goes, she should go Sadaka. Busket the go station she go say go Both get to go say she go go Hamboskated gossation Jesus' name I pray, amen. Alright, um Let me finish with uh anointed for business. I was gonna go on the spirit, soul, and body, but I think I'm gonna touch on we never did finish gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. So I'll probably read out of this a little bit and then eventually get back to gifts from the Spirit.
2: We'll see how it goes.
1: Weapons of our warfare. I make the following statement without qualification because I believe it on my heart. The greatest unused energy in the world today cannot be found under the ground with the oil and coal resources. The latent powers within the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. The greatest unused energy in the world today cannot be found under the ground with the oil and coal resources. That latent power is within the church of Jesus Christ. Um, Andre made a statement the other day about, you know, what's going on with the healthcare and what's going on with, um, with different stuff, you know, with with, with, with our lovely president, how he's manipulating things to strip uh, people of Obamacare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um... He said it's up to the church now to step in and take his rightful role and position because the government is no longer going to be able to cover people, and that's not just in healthcare, but period. And it just lines up with the last days as a whole. You know that God's people. The, what do we say? The kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. God is trying to establish his kingdom on earth as it is on heaven, so that means it's now time for God's people to step up into the role that God has called them to be in. But how is that done? Well, he just told you here, the greatest unused power is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's available to all of us, but are we walking in it? Are we seeking it? Are we being trained and groomed in it? That's not his fault. It's our responsibility, which gets right back to the the, with the, uh, the talents. The one with the unused, where he went and buried his talent. The master had an expectation for that servant because he knew what the servant had been exposed to. God has an expectation for us to use. and to. He's availed himself of the Holy Spirit. Jesus already said it is finished. It is finished. Ain't nothing else he's going to do until you do your part. So now we have this greatest resource in the world, over the world, supernaturally. That means the natural and supernatural, but are you using, are you I do you even know who he is? Because the Holy Spirit, is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a part of the triune Godhead. If you just diss him, he'll say, okay, bye. You have to humble, you have to submit, you have to veil yourself, you have to empty your cup. And as you do that, then he will come in and he will begin to train and transform you into whom God called you to be. The power of God is invincible, and the gifts of the Spirit have been given to the church as weapons of our warfare. The power of God is invincible. Mm. The power of God is invincible. We have the power of God available to us, but we choose to walk in the power of self. No, I don't. Okay, so then why is it when some when life happens, you start hollering, screaming, and turning around and quitting? Okay. Okay, y'all, oh, you don't do that. Well, when why when life happens, why do you start confessing over your life what's going on with the situation, how these people are doing all this to you, the courts are doing that, or the you know baby mama drama, or your job, or the people. You start murmuring and complaining about your situation and circumstances rather than seeking and confessing the word of God and seeking the power of the Holy Spirit to transform your situation rather than you being transformed by it. My boss is getting on my nerves. Why He's confessing the word of God over him? I didn't say to him. I said over him. See, so you start confessing the over him first. You start confessing that, what do you in your little cubicle? First, you start in that area that is God is positioned. That's where you start, and from there, you see, that's where the leadership and the training of the Holy Spirit comes. It's from there that you then be go to out, and you start ministering, sowing seed as he leads you to. You don't have to start beating everybody over the head with the word of God. That's one way to push everybody away. You must let the Holy Spirit train you. And he, what did we just say? He's the most invincible power. We serve the most high God. But you got to learn how to walk according to
3: his will and not your own.
1: The power of God is invincible, and the gifts of the Spirit have been given to the church as weapons of our warfare. However, the church today is going into a battle out a true knowledge of those weapons. Anytime you go to battle without your weapons properly functioning, you cannot expect to win the fight. That's natural as well as supernatural. And how do you know if your weapons are properly functioning? You got to use them. That's one of the purposes of this line. To to find out who you are, to, to exercise your faith, to step out here and say and do dumb things which just don't make no sense, but, you know, God critiques you anyway because he does it to me, he does it to everybody. We don't start out at this high level. No, you start out, well, okay, some of us start out at this high level, and then after the Holy Spirit reveals to you that's you and that ain't him, and you start to humble yourself and pray, and you realize that was nothing but your flesh or your carnality, and then you he 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 allows you to be broken down, then you realize that high level was what you puffed yourself up to be. That's vanity. So now, after you become a broken vessel, when it didn't work, when you thought you had this, you would say that, and then you find out that it was just words. They weren't effective. You weren't. You weren't moving. You weren't progressing. So after you finally got over that, then you said, "Okay, Lord," and you humble yourself and said, "Come and teach me." He then comes in and then he begins to train and groom you and grow you up. But then you got to step out on him. It's not just to begin to absorb the word. Then you got to start to apply the word. Because it's only in true application do you really find out what the Word of God and who the Word of God is and how to walk in the Word of God. You're not going to really find that out by reading it. You're only going to find out by applying because then you find out how it truly works, the nuances. The Word of God is alive. It's the only thing that's able to separate your spirit from your soul. Because, see, what you thought was God and when God allows you to get find out in these situations and circumstances where it's not working and you find out that was you speaking and that was you doing and it wasn't him, you wouldn't be led by your spirit. So now that you find it out and then you allow his power to come in and train and transform you. See, that's the only thing the word of God. That's the only thing that able to separate your spirit from your soul is his word. It's alive. It has its own life. Okay, I'll just keep reading. How about that? The power of God is invincible, and the gifts of the Spirit have been given to the church of the weapons of our warfare. However, the church today is going into battle without a true knowledge of those weapons. Anytime you go to battle without your weapons properly functioning, you cannot expect to win the fight. It's my true desire that through the study of the gifts of the Spirit, you'll recognize the true greatness of these spiritual gifts and allow them to become a vital part of your life. When our Lord Jesus came to this earth to conquer it and redeem it, he functioned only within the framework of the gifts of the Spirit. Mm. When our Lord Jesus came to this earth to conquer and redeem it, okay, what does it mean Jesus came to conquer the world? He was in the world, but he was not of the world. He overcame the world. So the only way that he could overcome the world was to be a conqueror. But he did it through the functioning of the gifts of the Spirit. What do you mean? He said, I do nothing enough unless my Father in heaven does it. So what did he do? He always, you saw him as was his custom going to the garden. We talked about Jesus and John. They went to the desert, to the wilderness, where we tried to get up out of the wilderness. They found them more comfortable because they didn't have to be bothered with us. They could connect directly to God. They could hear more clearly without all of the distractions. Jesus was born in the wilderness because God wanted to keep his spirit safe. He didn't want him to be tainted. Okay, I'll just keep reading. How about that? When the Lord Jesus came to this earth to conquer and redeem it, he functioned only within the framework of the gifts of the spirit. His total ministry on earth was not as God, but as a man functioning in the gifts of the spirit. Ooh, bam. His total ministry on earth was not as God, but as a man functioning in the gifts of the spirit. All the miracles Jesus performed were the result of a gift of the functioning at that time. Shadow mm. Oh Lord, people get caught up in gifts. What's your gift what, really? <laughs> the greatest gift that is ever is is a gift that's needed at that time. You know, we get caught up in stuff. That's vanity. That's ego. That's carnality. That's not spiritual. And if you recognize that Jesus is truly the head and you're just a vessel, well, really, it ain't you at all. So Jesus, as a man, not as a God, he came into this world, and he had to come and do it as a man because he redeemed that which was lost. He was a sacrificial lamb. The first Adam lost it. He was a second Adam. He regained it. So that was the capacity as a man to get back what man lost. Do you believe that Jesus always told the truth? He did. Then let me remind you what he said in John 14 and 12. He that believeth on me, the works I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. The ministry Jesus performed on this earth was directed, guided, and energized by the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that you and I have today. We can expect to do the same works Jesus did if we will follow line upon line and precept upon precept Everything the word of God teaches. Mm. If we follow line upon line, precept upon precept, everything that the word of God teaches. Mm. We can expect to do the same works that Jesus did. And if you follow line upon line in his word, he says, you will do greater works than he did. Ooh, Father God. That means he has an expectation for you to outperform him. He has an expectation that you will walk, be trained, and do greater miracles. And what do we say? and what do we just talked about in these last days, it's a need for it. It's a need for it. People are hurting. It's going to get worse. Look at the natural disasters. It's going to get worse. But when you're walking in the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, you can bring God's kingdom down on earth as it is in heaven because that's his, that's his word. And he needs vessels that are willing to walk in that manner. But are you going to allow yourself to be tried? Each of us has a right to every gift of the Holy Spirit without exception. Each believer in Christ has the right to any and every gift of the Spirit. When we leave ourselves out, it is through unbelief. Okay. We have a right. Why do we have a right? Because we are His people. We are ordained, and He has given it to us freely. It is our heritage. That's what the. That's what uh, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. It is our heritage. We are sons of God. So we are walking in the kingship. It's our. It's our. It's, our, it's ours. But do we understand that Walk in and use it. Well. There we go. When we leave ourselves out, it's through unbelief. Mm. That is, it's for someone else. It can't be for me. But the gifts are for you. They are provided for the total body of Christ, and you, as a believer, are a part of his body. Mm. The gifts are for the total body of Christ. So you got your own part to play. Are you walking in it? Are you seeking it? Are you letting the Lord reveal it to you? It is time to cry, O ye church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the whole armor of God. Clothe yourself in the gifts of the Spirit. Go out against the enemy and destroy him. Bring to the kingdom of God glory and majesty, because he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. You and I should see victories every day and never no defeat. And my brother's telling him, won. Now, it's easy to say, but it's harder to do. The only way that you're going to do this every moment and every day is, is you have to apply his word in all aspects. You have to walk in it. Be trained, be groomed. Meditate. Allow his spirit to empower and direct you and trust him. Because the thing, trust is so key and so vital because without it, you would never be able to walk in it. You would never be able because see. You'd be saying it out of your mouth, but you'd be doing something else behind your back. It's just like my cousin with all the house situation going on. Oh, yeah, I believe y'all going to keep the house then When I went in her apartment about a few months ago, I saw all these boxes packed. I said, really? Oh, I guess she really did believe it, huh? Okay. I mean, I ain't surprised, but, you know, if you really trust in what God is telling you, then walk it out in faith. Walk it out in action. Don't sit back and wait for God to do something. Say, no, I'm trusting God to manifest. I'm trusting God to move. Right now, that's what we're doing. We're trusting God to, to bring some things about. We're, we're already putting stuff together. <laughs> Ain't got a dime. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I said, you know, we're kind of crazy. Here we are putting all this big old orchestra to plan. Ain't got a dime. But God said it's time for us to do it, so that's what we're doing. And we're trusting at the right time. Then we'll be in position. See, position is, oh, yeah, the kobaka is so powerful. To be in proper position and ready, come on now, shut it up But that's where sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and following the unctions of His Spirit come into play. So that when you're ready, when you've done all that you've been told to do by faith, just as Noah by faith built the ark, didn't you know what rain was. All he knew is a duel came up out of the ground. Rain, I have no idea what that is, but it's not even for me to know. I was told to build an ark. Now, how am I going to build this ark? Hmm. So by faith, in 120 years, he built the ark. There you go. Jesus said, "If you take, it is time to crowd the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the whole armor of God. Clothe yourselves in the gifts of the Spirit. Go out against the enemy and destroy him. Bring to the kingdom of God glory and majesty, because He is King of kings and Lord of lords. You and I shall see victories every day and never know defeat." Jesus said that if you wish to take a prey, you must first bind the strong man. Matthew 12 and 29. When we seek to take a prey into pagan land, such as Tibet or India, it is imperative that we use the weapons of our warfare. Not to do so is to suffer humiliating defeat at the hands of witchcraft, superstition, and heathen religion. Mm. Only when that pagan darkness is pushed back can we know true victory. Okay, hold up now. Let's see. Let me, let me take it to this way. When we seek to take prey in a pagan land, okay, I'm going to use Vanessa right now because I thought she came on the line. She's been placed in a situation, in you know, a new job. So now it's up to her to take control of her situation and then let God take control of that job. Bringing kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. It's up to her, again, not beating people over the head with it, but to first start seeking out the Lord God, seeking out His Word, spending some time with Him, meditating, secluding, getting, getting your your position, your place where you can come, and that's your altar, that's your temple, that you can come and get built up. And from there, whatever He tells you to do, praying over people, anointing thing, whatever he leads you to do, it might, it'll vary. Everything, everybody is different. But it starts by taking your ground from where you're at, standing right there and saying, nope, this is my ground. Now, I might, I know that once I walk outside of this door, I'm going to catch all hell. But you know what? Because I took the time to build myself, build myself up inside this door, I'm covered. I'll walk out in peace. Now, nah, let me tell you what happens. Because you've taken the time to build yourself up inside of that door. When you go out, your spiritual armor is glowing, your spiritual manner. It's going to push back the demonic entity. They, uh, I'm not going to say you're not going to experience stuff or go through things, but you'll have peace. And if you continually do that, they're going to see something, so either they're going to be attracted or they're going to attack it. Either way it goes, you know how to deal with it. So if they're attracted to it, you'll be able to sow seed. Minister, whatever God tells you to do. If they attack it, then you put on your whole armor, God. That don't mean you beat them upside the head with the Bible. Not all the time. Sometimes you might have to resort to that. Might a brick might work too. But I'm, I'm just saying, you just again, wisdom. Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. And a lot of times, honestly, let me tell you a little secret. Majority of the times when we're placed in those situations and circumstances, while we're complaining or going to God about what's going on at our job. Nine times out of ten, God is going, okay, well, let me show you what's going on in you. Let me get you thickened up. Let me grow you up. Let you make me man up or woman up a little bit more. Let make you get into my word to find out how my word. See, nine times out of ten, the situation ain't going to change, but you will first. You'll transform, and you'll get to the point where those things that used to bother you. Eh, they don't bother you no more. You've outgrown it. You.
0: Well,
1: you know, but see, see, but again, that's growth, that and that's that's the spirit of God working in you. And look, let me tell you, me tell you it, it is never easy. Ah, okay, I ain't going to say never. I'm going to say it's seldom easy, and it normally takes time. You know why? Because it took time for you to become the man or woman that you are now. And now God wants you to be somebody else that you're not even aware of at this point in time. You might see it in somebody else or read about it, but God says, hey, did you know that's you? Did you know that's who I formed you to be? But see, no, because you have such a small image, or just don't know, or you're just a babe. It could be anything. But God said, hey, that same thing that that person over there, I've called you to that. So now as you begin to submit, then he'll bring mentors, ministers, whatever's needed. Some plan, some water, God gets the increase. To grow you up out of yourself because you're your biggest oh my God, you're your biggest stumbling block. Ooh, yeah, go side We so busy blaming everything, everybody, and the mama, but we'd well never take accountability for ourselves. Come on now. Even is the fact that I just refuse to stand. I see, even to the point mm, come on now. Come on now. See, when you start getting to this thing. Unbelief is rebellion. That's what he told the Israelites. After all these great things that I did for you to get you to this point, now you're choosing not to go and take over that land. You're rebelling. Come on now. That's in his word. That same Deuteronomy prayer that I had you all confessing over unbelief to build your spiritual man up. God said, look, again, this is grand stuff right now. God said, Look, I have chosen, trained, and honed you, and now you're going to say, I don't believe you no more, God. God, I know it worked back then, but right now, I don't know how you're going to do it. Hell, you didn't know how you did it back then. You didn't know how he was going to part the Red Sea. You didn't know how you was going to get up out of Egypt. Oh, that's them folks. I'm sorry. You didn't know how you was going to get off your sick bed. You didn't know how you was going to get that job. You don't know how that money is going to come in when you didn't have nothing, that job come in when you had nothing. Come on now. See, let me bring it home so you can relate to what I'm talking about. When you were sitting up there crying to God, I don't know, and Lord, and you're coming out. And you're finding yourself going in deeper than you ever have before because now you're really beginning to learn how to pray. See, before you was just taking some words out of your mouth. But see, now you ain't got nothing in your belly and you're hungry. I should have done, God. And you're going to the only source because ain't nobody around to feed you. And you learning how to pray. Not the nice carnal prayers or like Mark said. I said, okay, Sam, that was a nice prayer, but I need you to go in. See, you got to be trained how to pray. And you know what normally trains you is desperation. Trials, tribulation, hurt, pain. God uses those things to grow you up out of yourself. Because, see, he recognizes how strong your flesh nature is. He recognizes how much you got a hold on you. And that thing needs to be broken over your life so you can begin to become the man of God that he's called you to be. And he's called you to be dependent upon him. See, that's the one thing that we really gonna struggle with. We don't wanna be dependent upon God to that nature. It's really uncomfortable. Is it really is where I don't know what my next meal gonna come. I don't know my next dollar. They're getting ready to turn on my light. I know I'm praying God, but I need to have some have some, you know, I need to make sure I got a check every two weeks or that I can hit that light switch and come on. I got some money in my account, you know you really don't recognize that you're totally dependent upon God in that sense anyway. Does you woke up in your right mind. I didn't say you woke up. I said you woke up in your right mind. I think I'll just keep reading about that. Jesus said, if you wish to take a prey, you must first bind the strong man, Matthew 12 and 29. When we seek to take a prey in a pagan land such as Tibet or India, it is imperative that we use weapons of our warfare. Not to do so is to suffer humiliating defeat at the hands of witchcraft, superstition, and heathen religion. Only when that pagan darkness is pushed back can we know true victory. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, It is not by might or organizations, nor by power or a decision of a board, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord of hosts. We can reach out today to save the world in which we live, but it will never be done by organizational strength or even by the strength of numbers. God can win a mighty battle with just a few people. By using only Gideon and his faithful 300, God took care of tens of thousands of the enemy. God does not need a host of men to win a battle. He just needs sincere and dedicated people Who hearts are fully turned to him. In this case, to win a total victory, he needs those who have received the endowment of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to function in their lives and ministry. Come on now. Now, we just talked about Gideon, how God called him a mighty and valiant warrior, and Gideon was like, who are you talking about? How Gideon was obedient, but Gideon was fearful. But he was obedient. Let me say it again. Uh, Gideon was obedient, but Gideon was fearful, but he was obedient. But by the time, at the end of the story, (laughs) he was that mighty man of battle, the guy that called him to be, because he took the time to go through the processes. Oh, Jesus. So that's my question to you. Are you going to take the time to go through the processes, to face your battles rather than running from them? Are you going to take the time to go through the processes, to tap into God and to seek and to trust him in spite of trusting in yourself? Are you going to take the time to go through the processes, to allow the fear of God to just put it out the way to do, to be obedient in spite of the fear and trust God anyway? What does it say? Feel the fear and do it anyway? Fear is just pain. What is that? Pain is just fear getting out of the body. Come on now. That's what Marines tell me. I think that's what Levi said. Pain is just fear of getting out of the body because you're pushing through it anyway. In spite of what your situation, your friend, your husband, your wife, your children, your job, in spite of what them say, you are choosing to grab hold of God at all costs and walk this thing out and trust him to bring you into victory. Trust him to bring you to the promised land and allow God to work it out in the way and in the manner that he is ordained it to be. That's going to cost you something. And let me tell you something. The deeper you walk in this thing, the more you're going to find out it's going to cost you. The deeper you get in this thing, you're going to start walking out on the word of God when something's at stake. When you got a lot to lose. Well, it ain't easy, but you know what? I'm going to trust God anyway. That's what happens when you start growing up. This doesn't get any easier higher you go. Yep. Remember, God gave his best. So what do you expect you to give? <clears throat> God does not need a host of men to win a He just needs sincere and dedicated people whose hearts are fully turned to him. In this case, to win a total victory, he needs those who receive the endowment of the gifts of the Spirit to function in their lives and ministries. The body of Christ is an advancing army. We do not retreat. Mm, mm, mm. Come on now. The body of Christ is an advancing army. We do not retreat. We have total victory. We do not know defeat. Our warfare is not carnal. It is spiritual. We are not fighting doctrines or people or denominations. We are warring in the spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are an necessary part of our fighting gear, both defensive and offensive, but especially offensive. It is the power of God flowing from our spirits which convinces people. I believe we are living in a prophetic moment. Jesus Christ will soon be returning for his church, and he does not want to come back for a church that is sick, sad, and defeated. He wants to come back for a church that is glorious, winning victory after victory, and setting men free by the power of God. And that is our lesson for today.
4: Oh, look! We
5: both chiming in at the same time. Hey, Renee. Hi, everybody. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, sweetie. That's good. Um, so what Sam just said, I had just seen um, I just read a little story, and it was about a man. He was abandoned on an island. There was other people with him, but he was the only survivor. And he was looking for God to help him. Okay, so what he did after a while, he started looking around to see what was on the island. So he used what was on the island to make him a little shack. So then he went out to go forage for what he could eat. And while he was gone, the little shack he just built had caught on fire. So you know, at this point, he was feeling kind of perplexed. And in um, the story, said he just sat at the um, beach and just cried and wondered, okay, why did God bring him to the island? Why did he leave him alone like this? Okay, next thing he looks up, and there's a ship coming to come rescue him. So once they get him on the ship, the guy asked, well, how did you know that I was here? And it was like, well, we were going somewhere else, but we saw your smoke signal. And we followed the smoke signal. So, you know, as much as we think that we're in despair or how we look at things, we gotta look for the little things or things that we take for granted, but it's God being there for us, and then sometimes where a lot of times we have to get out of our own head of our own understanding. And then just take time to patch in and understand and realize what God is doing. Time and criticism.
1: Nope. Desperation makes you do things. Mm
4: hmm. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. I wish I had. Now, can y'all hear me? Can
0: I help
4: you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, hear you. If you can hear you. Okay, because I couldn't, you know, I'm driving and I don't want to look down too long. Um, and I wish I would have interjected at the end when you talked early, You know, I got the memory of a mayfly. But um, when you were talking about, uh, you were talking about oh, Okay, I don't remember exactly what it was, but, what, but I know that I reread in, in my It was your commentary. It wasn't what you read. It was the commentary that you made that I was going to comment on. Um, but I know whatever it was, it was for like the last couple of sections, And what what I was going to say, what was in my mind was, oh, um, you know, oh, I remember when you were like, you know, like going to your family or your husband or your children or whatever, going to them and it gets to the point where you just have to go to die, that part. Well, yeah. And I was just thinking about how the discomfort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can only grow in this discomfort. You know, there's a saying that comfort is the enemy of progress or the enemy of success or something like that. I think Les Brown there said that. This comfort, if you allow it, if you allow it, and you don't want, like you said, run from the pain of it, that's how you're going to grow. That's how you become better, and that's how you truly begin to
1: to walk
4: and become that which you were, that which you were made to be and do. But it has to, it cannot happen if you are avoiding the potholes and avoiding the landmine. You know, you have to kind of suffer through it, where it is just you and God, you know, um, The situation that I'm experiencing right now, I was explaining to a sister friend of mine that it's nuts because I've never been here before. I've never been here. I've never been at at this place. Um, So for a person who may have a substance abuse issue or something like that, it would be what some might call rock bottom. It's my rock bottom. Um, I've had offers for assistance, offers to help, but I said, no, this time, no, this time, no, I don't want anybody to, no, I need to ride this out, I need to ride this out, no matter how ugly and messy it it gets or fake it gets, I need to ride it out because I need to give God a platform to show me what he can and will do on my behalf. But if I keep cutting off that opportunity, if I keep allowing, you know, others to come in and fix it,
0: or, um,
4: you know, going to other places like you were saying, um, you know, if I keep doing or just avoiding it altogether, how do I ever give him the opportunity to show up and show out and then how can I then look at him sideways, you know, give him the side eye like he felt this And that is and, and I'm I'm really hoping I feel like this is in some way tying into your commentary or the reading, I, I don't like this talk it just talk. But I, that is what came into my spirit when we were speaking, is that sometimes you have to put yourself in a certain situation. Sometimes it's not that the outside assistance or the outside wisdom or the outside whatever is not there, but, but sometimes you have to say no, and you have to put yourself in a, in a certain position yourself so that you can go into what God intends for you to be. So you can go through that that breaking down and in that rebuilding process. And that's that you you have to... It's scary, but sometimes you just have to do it. You have to provide... Give him the platform to work so you can see. And then that's where your testimony comes in. And that's how you can truly... Is believe to me the only way that you can truly be you to help somebody else because then your your testimony, your witness, is untainted. Then it's real because you actually experienced it for yourself. I'm sorry if I took too long. I got a lot on my mind, so it's hard for me to put together my words. Right. Thank you for your time.
1: I want to ask you a question. Maybe a couple of okay. questions. Okay. Right now with what you're going through, are you finding it to be easy?
4: Am I finding it to be easy? Yes. It's not it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to you know, to maintain yourself, to maintain your composure, to keep your emotions in check, to not be wilding out
0: and stepping out.
4: People, because you're frustrated or whatever, you know. When you have children. You have to keep on your poker game space for them and make sure that they're okay, because they don't need to feel, you know. That that part isn't easy. No. So, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to ask you too. With what you're going through, is this is something at stake that's major, or is this something just minor in your own personal life?
4: It's very major. I mean, there are things that could be worse now. There are things that could be a lot worse, but it's still significant. I would say significant.
1: So you are at a point where you have options to trust or to go to other people, but you're choosing to trust God when it's something very major at stake or is significant, but you're going allowing God to work things out the way that God has ordained them for your life, is that what you're saying?
4: Yes, I can end all of this today and be out of this hot seat. I can end it today. I can accept the check today, and I, and my trouble will be over and my troubles will be over, but can I tell you something? I know you're going through a little bit, but let me just say this because I feel this is significant. At the same time, I've never, you know, I've been that spoiled kid. Like, I've never had to go through, because any time something came up, somebody was going to come and fix it. But then can I tell you something else? I found that I am I find myself in the same position, just like the movie Groundhog Day. Somebody fixes it, then I, a few years later I'm back there. Somebody fix it? A little while later, I'm back there, so it became cyclical. I always ended up back in that same position when I allowed somebody to keep fixing it and intervening. And that is why now I'm like, no, I need to go through this fire because I am tired of ending up here. And the only way that I can see where I keep messing up, where the glitch is happening, is if I ride it all the way out and keep other people can off of it.
3: Otherwise, I'll never freaking learn. Because I can't, I, I don't see what, what I'm tripping. But I got to be somewhere if this keeps happening.
6: The the one place that you honestly have to take in consideration is when you say that you can't see it. Sometimes it's not to be seen. It's your posture. And you said mm-hmm. you have basically been in this situation over and over and over again, and you know that you have well, a expectation similar, yeah. for. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm just using the words I heard. Um, so you said that you were in that, oh. in that specific situation, so therefore that's more of a posture. Even if you're not asking for something, that's a posture of basically knowing that mm-hmm. something's going to happen or someone's going to help you or someone's going to show. So therefore that means when you have that posture, oh. you can pull back right. and you don't have to worry about it.
4: Wow, wow, the wow. Mark, wow. And you know what? You are exactly right. It is a posture. It is a posture where it's like, well, I don't have to really, you know, dig deep into my problem solving skills. I have them. I don't really have to use them because I already, I already know that this is going to be worked out. as temporary. You know, it'll be all right. I might itch for a few minutes, but the staff is coming. So you the, right,
6: the, the reason why, that's why you said you're not asking for anything, you're not saying anything, but your posture presents itself to be, I need this and somebody's going to do this for me. And I'm going to give you this example, and I'm not being funny at all, but the pretty girl. Pretty girls mm-hmm. get guys to do things because they don't necessarily have to do because they're pretty. Prime example, me being in a facility with women, if I did not want to work just as hard as they were just because I have my own grind. Because they flirt with me, I can get them to do whatever I want them to do with my patients. Why? Because of the fact I'm the only guy in there, and if, if yeah. you are, are, are focused on the only guy in there, naturally you're going to try to win his affection. Mm-hmm. So my posture might not be that I don't want to work. My posture might not be this idea, but because of I mean my my words might not be I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. But my posture is basically. If I know that you're going to do it, why am I going to worry myself for doing it? Because I know you got me. Bye. So in some instances, yeah. we don't have to say anything. It's the lack thereof of us moving and doing that in which God has told us to do puts us in a posture of that I'm just not feeling it, I'm not going to do it, or I need your help. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to remind you of something that, and this is not a dig or anything. But I remember a couple months back where you said, when you were that little girl, that young girl, literally there Mm -hmm. were times that you had to ride on Sam's back. Mm. Not that you needed it. Not that you needed it. But that was your posture. Yes. And that's what you felt back on. And that's what you desired. And you needed without saying such.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Fair? It was... Automatic? It, no, you you're you're right. It's it, it, it's very fair. Um, it becomes the habit, you know. It becomes the habit. It becomes the go to and, and just a, a, a part of your psyche, you know. When something happens. Oh, I, I know where I can go. Or you know,
0: avoiding
4: avoiding the process. Just avoiding the process. Of course, when you're younger, you don't realize. You know, you don't have the maturity. A lot of times to realize about processing. All of that going through fire—you don't know that that you're doing that. You don't realize that that is what is happening. Uh, but now, you know, as a 44-year-old woman,
0: you know, I,
4: I see that, and so now here is the choice: what is, what are you going to do? Now, you know, what are you going to do? Once again, you've been you've been placed um, in a position of changing people's lives, who you probably are the only or one of the only people who give a you-know-what about them. But you can't be out, this is me talking to me, you can't be out here bogus, like the kids say, and stop because you are avoiding your own process. You want to hold them to the fire, but you're not holding yourself to the fire. So get yourself together and quit being bogus and a fraud. And that is the conversation that I have with myself, and that's why I had, to change, I must change my posture, and you know what, nothing looks the same, everything looks different, it's like wearing eyeglasses, and I do wear glasses, you know, wearing glasses with with um, blue lenses, you know, for your whole life, and then all of a sudden you go back and get your check up and you need new glasses, but this time, you get glasses with yellow lenses, and you start to look through those, everything looks different now, I am not the same person, and I will never be the same again. Because this right here, this right here is the defining moment. Not the school, you know, not the school that I started before uh, everything St. that I helped with, you know, not my degrees and masters and all this and blah, 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 not getting married, not having, no. This, this is the defining moment because now, the entire trajectory of the way that I see the entire world has
3: changed with this experience. And I realized that I have been living like a chicken
4: when I've been an eagle since before my birth, but I was living with chickens. And, and nobody told me I was an eagle, and I didn't know that I was an eagle. So I'm looking around, seeing the eagle flying around, in the sky. like, what's well, that? But I always knew what I was. I just didn't know how to take flight, because I was around kicking, checking on the ground all the time. But now my wings are open, and i take taking flight, and I'm, I'm taking my rightful place.
5: It sounded like you was in church with me on
3: Sunday.
5: Yeah. I was talking about Uh, that on Sunday. Wait, who was this? This is Renee. My pastor had had preached on um, Luke 23, verse 33, and he was talking about the place. And so he broke down the scripture for us because the place in the Bible is on Calvary. In Calvary, that's where Jesus had got crucified and had taken on all our sins and had paid for all our sins for us to be able to be back at one
3: with God. And out of
5: that, for him to go get the keys to... um, to death, and to let us have a chance at redeeming ourselves. And what you just explained was your place, your Calvary.
3: And you and you just said you have better knowledge and better understanding of it now? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought
4: that was
5: rhetorical. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, that was Luke twenty-three, verse thirty-three, and it reads, "And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, where there they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the left and one and the other one on the I mean, one on the right and the other one on the left." And the people that were there, they had um, talked about the, the things that he had done before it even got to this point. But then they said, well, let's see if he could save himself down to 35. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, while he was walking and going about, he was spreading God's word, his father's word. Plus, getting people up out of their... Get them to have faith and to get up out of this situation. Let it be blind or maimed or the people he went through to help. And the thing that it is, like Samuel said in the reading he did, okay, he did some things that was miraculous, and we're, we're expected to do some things that's more miraculous than what he did. But then we have to be mindful for where it came from. Because all of this other stuff, you said you had um, things that came by and always helped you out, always got you out of um, situations. And was there any strings attached to that or any um, price you had to pay on that? No.
6: Okay. But you just got comfortable in it. Well, the the fact that she was saying that that was something that she was used to, that does not necessarily mean that it was something, because, again, we just talked about it in showing that it was something that was subconscious. It was not something that was a real choice. It was basically the issue happened and then help came, so it was not basically her asking for something that would make a string attached or not, it was basically a cause and effect, and um, neither one of the two were concomitant, meaning that they were happening at the same time, not because of the same reason. So you cannot you cannot basically articulate that it was because of her asking. Then you now have to go to the fact that it was a cause and effect, and anytime there's a cause and effect, there's no concomitance there. Because why? There are happening at different points in time simultaneously, but then it just happens to be at the same time. One thing is needed of the other. Okay.
3: And that's all I was asking. Is that fair, Lisa? And, it's just, you know, it was just basically a conditioning, um,
4: you know, for you because know, my mom was such a young mom. She was a wonderful mom, great mom. She was very young. She was only eighth grade when she gave birth to me. And because of her poverty and you know, the difficulties that she experienced growing up, she um, did not want certain things for me. So when I wanted to be independent and do for myself that, you know, grow and mature, um, she she did not allow that. She said, no, I will take care of you. We will take care of you. Anything you need, we will do and we will provide. So I wasn't allowed to do it for myself. So when the time came that I needed to do it for myself, I really didn't know how. And so I think okay. so in, my, in my subconscious, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, okay, I guess they're supposed to do it. Because when I wanted to do it, I wasn't
0: allowed to
3: do it. I thought that it was
5: wrong. So, you know, that's just you know, how life works sometimes, mm-hmm. how you're conditioned. Okay. It's almost like uh, when it's time for the butterfly to, it was time for the um, caterpillar to come out of its cocoon to become a butterfly. Because uh-huh. as long as somebody was on the outside taking away the the casing, it didn't strengthen up the butterfly's wings in order for when it did make it out on its own for it to be able to have strengthen its wings to
3: fly. Sam
4: Samuel Clarence
3: Are you there? No, okay. Did you call Sam or you calling me? Hello? I wasn't sure if he was um, done. If he had asked all the questions that he needed to ask, I don't know. We had a pretty good conversation, so I'm not, I don't know.
2: Good morning, everybody. Good Um, morning. How you doing? Fighting evening. I just I I was listening and I'm like, but I wanted to give like the flip side of the coin, um, just so it could be said. Like I, you know, I was hearing Lisa. Hi,
3: Lisa. Um, Hi, baby.
2: Um, And I was hearing you and I, you know, and about, you know, making sure that you don't fall into the same um, routine of accepting, you know, help from family and things like that, you know, and going through the process. But we have to remember sometimes, you know,
3: God uses people.
2: That will volunteer assistance that will you know come out of the blue and offer it, and so the thing that we have to do though is is go back and ask him, like Lord, is this
3: is this because, like you said, about your posture, or are they is this coming from you?"
2: Because he will he he will use those closest to you or and complete strangers. It, it, he'll, he uses all resources, so it's like we have to make sure that we're not blocking our blessing because something is coming the same way that it used to come, or it's coming from somewhere that we're not used to. And so all that way we always go back to him and ask him, like, God, is this you? You know, is is this the answer to a prayer that I made? And if if you know, and waiting, you know, as you're still moving and everything, he gives you the answer and then you're able to assess whether the 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 offer of assistance is godly or not. And I had to I had to be reprimanded on that a couple of times in this past two years, like, okay, God, is this you? And someone someone offered um, you know, it was as simple as a ride home. It could be as simple as a ride home to money. And it's just like when they offered it, I'm like, hmm. And my first thought was, well, you know what? I'm going through this thing. You know, and I'm trying to walk by faith and da, 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 da. I'm trying to do from, you know. And the person that was offering it went like this. Well, if you're gonna be stubborn, I'm not gonna you know, I you know, you're the one blocking your blessing, not me. I'm not gonna keep, you know, I'm not gonna offer again. And I'm like, huh. And so as as we were walking, you know, the you know, as we were talking, I'm like, Well, what is this is this from you? Am I supposed to uh, accept this offer and you know it was like a, you know the answer was you know it's not always a verbal yes but you come to peace with the, with your with your choice and um and the thing was after I said yes me spending that time with that person helped me to understand more about myself so it was a ministering moment for me as well as for them, because they were able to share whatever God needed to share with me through them, and so it was just it's 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 like that bottom line that we have to we have to make sure that what we reject as you know that's you know like I'm trying to walk this faith thing out that we're that the walking by faith. Is us going back to God and saying, God, is this you? Is this a blessing from you, or is this a bondage from the enemy like it's 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 either one or the other, and He will respond, but we have to you know we have to make sure that we're listening, we're in the listening the listening posture, not just hearing his voice but really listening to what he's trying to convey to
6: us. I didn't get the two numbers again last night. You no,
4: know, I I definitely agree with what you're saying. You, you never know when your blessings are coming from and you never know when you're blocking them. Um, if you're not clear, if you don't have that clarity and your ears tuned in. <laughs> you're right. I mean you're absolutely right. You now I know in my case it was just time because it had become a default. You know, it's not, you know, every now and again, you know, it was a default because that's the way that I was conditioned. Um, and and I and and I could not grow, and I, you know, we still growing. I'm still growing. This is just the beginning of the world, but the process needed to be started. Um, so I kind of had to, you know, step out and step away from that as the default mode. For my, you know, just for myself and my own personal journey, um, but you know, you're you're
6: right. So, what you said is absolutely right. But in your defense, Lisa, if you don't know, that necess- necessarily that was your posture. Then you don't then, therefore, know to ask if this is happening. Hello?
3: Can you re- Mark,
4: can you repeat what
6: you said one more time? It sounds a little fuzzy. If you don't know that was your, I said, in your defense, if you didn't know that that was your posture, then therefore you wouldn't know to ask God if that was really him or not. Right. I didn't, right,
4: exactly.
6: Um, no, I'm just you know, looking in your defense, if you didn't know that's where you were, then you don't know that's what you should be doing because that's not where you knew that you were in your cognitive state. So, therefore, spiritually, you would not have been aware. Not, and I'm not saying that that does not cause anybody to not be mm-hmm. responsible for their actions, but I am saying that if you don't know that's <laughs> literally where you are, then you don't know what your next step is to ask and see, to question, I... to quantify where you are in the spiritual realm because you didn't necessarily know that that was what you were doing from the beginning. Room. Amen. Amen. And I'm not negating anything that um, Felicia was saying, but what I'm saying is that now you know, about um, the people, people old people say now you know better, you do better, but when in the fact that you've not known, how do you do better if you don't know that's where you are?
4: Exactly. Exactly. You know, isn't it really interesting how um, people who may not have been socialized or conditioned the way that you have, whatever that is, um, you know, they don't they don't get it. It's almost like, Oh well, she you know, she's a baby, she needs to go up, she needs to or he needs to stop you know, but you don't understand that that's the way that this person was conditioned to socialize just like you were. Um, you know, I know people who were conditioned to socialize to never accept help for any reason from anyone from any sort. You always make your own way. You
0: know, um, and that,
4: that can be something too. So, you know, it's just kind of the individual, you know, case.
6: Yeah. It just well, depends I know, upon. I know for me, that's what my mom, my mom will tell me today if you don't have anything, like I remember when I first started here, my mom asked me, well, after, after months of me working here, she asked me, why didn't I ask for any money? to come back to work. And I said, Well, how do you ask your boss at a place that you just start working for a cash advance for the week that you didn't even finish? She said, Well, you should have just said something. I said, Well, if I were to say something, that would put me in a position that I've basically being looked at and under scrutiny, that I have not basically done what I had to do with my, my finances. It basically puts you in a different categories. So I said, I don't know anybody who will basically say, Well, could I have some money today? I'm not wimpy. I mean, wh- whoever it was, from, uh, if you give me a hamburger today, I'll, b- I'll gladly pay you Tuesday. Tuesday might not ever come. So therefore, when I was on E, I drove back and forth home until I got paid. And then from that day forward, I've never been on E again. Why? because I was going to be a good store over the finances, the car he gave me, my time, my efforts, and, and, and my know-it-all, because I, have, I did better, so I knew better, so therefore I had to make myself accountable at that point then. But my mom will tell you today, if you don't have it, you don't ask for it. If you don't have it, you don't need it. If you don't have it, you don't want it. So until you can do differently, then the desire for you to actually need something is not there because the desire for you to have to work to get it should take place with that, and that's how I've always been. Now, when I desire something, I will work for it, and I will hold on to my money to get it happening. Like now, if I see, if I see a good pair of Levi's, I'm going to buy them. Why? Because there were times where I wanted them and I could not buy them, so now I, I love Levi's. I probably have any color that you can think about in your head of pair Levi's in my room right now, because why? I love Levi's. So now, when I want a pair, I'll get the pair. I'll get them because there is something about the self-sufficiency of doing things on your own that is powerful. But if you have not had that opportunity or the experience, and that was not instilled into you, you wouldn't know how to do it or what to do or even why to do it. So therefore. Everything, no matter how old you are, is a growing experience and a learning curve for it to happen. So, my encouragement is now that you know where you have been, don't allow the actual process to repeat itself, and then that's where your growth comes from. Amen. Amen.
0: Then again.
3: You know, and I noticed too, is even, you know, what has changed. And this is, you know, I've been
4: on this roll for a while, but this is just kind of a, oh, you know, the kind of a whole oh, situation that, whew, kind of knocks your socks off. And, but what else I noticed is how I deal with the adversity. You know, how? You know, I just left. I just left court. I mean, I just walked literally an hour ago. I just left court, and the old me probably would have been like, ah, blah, oh my god!" You know, I'm on my way to. I'm going to get me a steak. Right now, I am on my way to the Olive Garden. I want a steak and I want a chicken scanty.
0: Like, I'm not doing all
4: that. I'm just not doing all that anymore. You know, I chose to walk this thing out. That was a decision that I made, is to walk it out so that I can go through what I need to go through and come out the way that I need to on the other side and finally learn the darn lesson. But I can't decide that I'm going to walk it out and then be sitting up somewhere crying about it. You know, it's like, look, you know, warming up, stand straight up and do what you got to do. Go through this go through this Navy field, complete the doggone training. Instead of dropping and coming back again and dropping and coming back again, no ma'am, no ma'am. You're going to complete the training this time. So climb up on the tower, slide down
3: the on rope and do what you got to do. I'm on my way. I'm enjoying myself. I'm going to have a
4: and I'm going to calmly, like I got some sense, rationally examine my situation and determine my next step according to who God called me to be in that right frame of mind, not, you know, we tend to start flipping out, denying ourselves, treating ourselves as less than human and, you know, torturing ourselves and all this, uh, no, nah, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so that's just not, that's not who I am. I'm not gonna, you know, get the cat on nine tails and flog myself because I feel like that's what's supposed to happen. No, no, because I know that's not what God would have for me to
0: do.
1: Anybody else got anything? I'm
3: going to get stuff.
1: Anybody else got anything? Going once, twice, three times.
3: Okay.
0: step
1: Up first, Who's that? Renee. Oh, okay. I thought so. I just want to show. You. All right, okay. You ready? Yes, all right. Rombo Corrandi to go run, did a good good go Sandaka. Horace Oh yes father God. Continue to help her to seek and to embrace your will, father. Continue to allow the anointing that is over her, that is in her, to rise. Continue, Holy Spirit, to speak life, health, strength, rejuvenation, restoration, peace, everything that is necessary and needful. This is for your wife whenever she wakes up. Everything that's needful so she can fulfill that which you called her to do, Lord. Help her spirit to line up with your spirit. Then she can fully walk in whom you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Next, ouch! you
5: want
1: gonna pray a prayer request? Yep, okay, you can pray for me. Oogie doggy smoking. Lord, let me lift up a family. you to go see, she go see, she go run, she go she go she Docose Hakarade Hokorosa Yarroco Saka Boski Deke Yarroco Sede Hafkarambuco Han Ruskerkanda Handiskerico Randogose rand 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 the thank you shakara you know my pretty mess pray for now harambosker godi 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 Gondaka, to stir those the Shindraska inside of go Lord, continue go to go those things go inside of go Father. go 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 to go those things up inside go Continue, Father, to move in the manner and in the way that you desire to move, Lord. Continue, Holy Spirit, continue to let your light shine, let your peace shine, let your spirit shine, so she can receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and then she'll be able to walk in you and not in herself. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I who's that?
5: You can pray for me.
1: Oh, there she is. You can pray for me. I guess I pray for you. Father God, let me lift up Recy. Rumble Cosket is going 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 to 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 Push the adults, push got coming over, daddy. Huh. Brandon or lane is coming over, this is for her. But for I'll put it up here. Okay Rand go say, what is this? Sure, you rando negotiation negotiation, 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 negotiation of did it, go say did it go continue, goes to move, to cover, you the to speak, to restore, to heal, to anoint, to keep. of Thank you, Father God. Did it go send this girl go of the Hundred of Saka Jesus' name of And let's get that's the adults, we got the children, business and entities. Ruskin of station, negotiation of the of 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 to keep, to anoint, to bless, to cover, to increase. Mm. Divine increase. Mm. Anointed increase. Mm. Spiritual increase. Mm. Carlos, 100 Carlos, for the position of the the social go, the social go, sandaka, the the go, position go, the social go, the go, go, Good old
0: Schmidt.
1: Ain't nobody like Schmidt. Oh Schmidt! 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 <laughs> All right, Father. Let's pray for Schmidt. Bullski he did a combo Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting.
3: Interesting. Ooh. Mm. Well,
1: Oh, well, I just tell it like I hear it. So you didn't believe me when I said that uh, I was stirring up. This is God talking to me, not to you for the most part. That when last time I prayed over him, that he was stirring up stuff in a big way. And just because I didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But you'll soon see the manifestations of such. Mm, Interesting, in light of what we've just been talking about. So the stirring is necessary to get him to move. In the path that God wants him to move. If he doesn't stir him up, then he'll stay there and he'll become stagnant and die. He's not going to see it nor understand it that way, but God is saving his life by causing turmoil to occur, which will make him move and to jump ship on, when I'm saying jump ship, jump off of the position and the place that he's at and jump on board to that which God is providing him, which will lead him to safety. But see, he's got to let go. If he chooses to hold on to her or whatever else, they all would die. If she chooses to come, that is her choice. But the demons recognize if they come over onto this vessel, they won't have the strength over her life that they have now. But that soulish connection makes him want to stay. But that turmoil that's already started, that's going to increase, because God says time is now, is going to make, he's going to move willingly or unwillingly. He's going to move willingly or unwillingly. It's, that's it's just it. Whether she comes, that's up to her. But she is not allowed to bring the demonic entities on board with her. And if she does, they won't have the strength to carry her. Because, again, where he's pulling him to is a place of unfamiliarity, uncomfortableness, and it's time for growth in his life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
2: So, I'm
1: going lift up my list, then I will pray for Ricia. How about that? And she's going, nah. You can just just leave me alone. That's basically what she's saying. Alright, Lord, let me pray for Ricia. Now I'm afraid from this cow, Randy Garanda Rombus Garaganda, Sakara, Brandon, Hundred of Silaga, Sakara. McCall, go station go, 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 the go, 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 the And anybody else will knows this? Run go 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 Mark Gull in his shirt. Run go All right, now it's time to pray for Ricia. Hundred go go Now it's time to have fun. Now it's time to have fun. are oh, you ready to get prayed for, girl? Are you ready for some football? What you got, girl? Oh, now you are gonna get quiet on the brother. I want to make sure you hit. I want to make sure you don't miss none of this. Where you at, girl? I'm right here.
0: Okay. I just want to make sure.
1: All right, Father God, let me pray for this. Oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to call Pam, the businesswoman. woman, y'all. And Risa, let me see. She's the Deborah, the prophetess, judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. My bad. I gotta make sure I, you know, speak that over y'all lives. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I love you to go sa Father. Let me pray for Ricia. Handieki, serangboko, seragasta, sinagosto de. mboko serigeses, serakanda, serakanda ka. Hande rogo siro kombo ko, handras ro ko sa ka. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. So, the things that you have that were developed were, that when you were in you will be used, but it will be used for his glory. But now, what's beginning to rise up is those giftings that are in him. So now you got already a whole new set of things that you're familiar, that you know, and how to walk in. But what's rising up now is a whole nother level of walking in Him. What's rising up now is a whole nother level of allowing His Spirit, His presence, His power to dominate your life. I didn't just say to be there. I just said to dominate, to steer, to guide, and to direct you. Now, as you continue to choose to yield, you're going to see a whole other level and measure of power and influence that you have been giving to use in the marketplace, to use on your job, your church, your business, wherever it is you go, you have power and you have influence. You understand and you walk in accordance to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Let God dictate and change situations and circumstances around because of who he's blessed you to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. i my last two sets of vitamins,
0: people.
1: What up, Sam? I'm alright. Who's next?
0: I'm
1: on Oh Oh, is that Lisa Butthead? I mean, Butler? I'm my uh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 Lord, mm. Okay, then. Okay, i take it. You want prayer, dear? Yeah, I'll pray for you. How about that? Mm, mm-hmm. for me, watch for you. Go right ahead. Oh, that was
3: actually
1: pretty good. That was actually pretty good. I'm going to give you that one. all right, righty, Father God, let me lift the least here. Mm, mm. I'm not so much praying for you as I'm praying for your destiny, for your calling. Amen, amen. That you will see it clearly and walk in the anointing that God has given you to walk. As you continue to learn how to shed yourself to get up out of your own way, to allow God to be God in your life, as you just said. As you just said. And you're living that thing out. See and, and what you what the pain that you're feeling, that, that 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 uneasiness is you're feeling you die. You're feeling your feelings, your 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 soulish thing, you're feeling see that's what they say, mortify your flesh. You're literally feeling that. That's the pain that you're experiencing, and it's okay. It's okay because though you feel that pain, what you also feel is the power of God that's rising up inside of you and is keeping you because you're, you're finding that, that that his spirit is enough. You're finding that his power is enough. And you're yielding to walk more in accordance with the power of the Holy Spirit than the soullessness of your mind, spirit, and your mind and your body. So just continue to yield to deny self, and let him rise up inside of you, and he will continue to use you in a great and mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, whoo, baby, whoo. All righty. Who's next?
1: Anybody else want prayer? pray? Anybody else won't pray? Anybody else won't pray? Anybody else won't pray Anybody else won't pray going once? Anybody else won't pray going twice? Anybody else won't pray going three times. Bye Miss Edion. See
5: you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Just make it sure.
5: Okay.
6: Sure thing. I'll go ahead.
1: Hey, ah, There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Be encouraged.
0: <laughs> be encouraged. Mm-hmm.
1: When he come and fix your car? Uh, he's be working. actually waiting on the parts now. and. Wow. So we'll see what happens.
4: Well, your white? oh, you got the brown
1: one up. Yeah, we think it's a little cheaper to deal with that one than the white one. So. Oh, right brown one have a grin in a long time. Yeah. So what's
5: wrong with the
1: white one? The bodies falling apart. The spring's picking up to the thing. the uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the same thing I said. I didn't quite say it in that nice way well, when I saw it.
5: The
1: brown it. one gets sick. Man,
5: me
1: too. are doing And I need each and every one of them. <laughs> Right, I'll see you later. I was one prayer.
6: I said I'll go.
1: Oh, I'm glad you're going to step on up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, that was a nice, pretty prayer, but I want you. <laughs>
6: Don't, don't, don't come
1: with no boosters right now. I not even. I ain't with it right now. should mmm. 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 Mm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Need to finish up the little things because very, very soon you will not have time to go back to them. Finish up all the little things. Cross your eyes, dot your T's because very, very soon you're gonna to have to step up and and go into another level at another pace. So allow God to perfect all things that concern of you, and let Him continue to increase in your heart and your life. Things have shifted already in the spiritual. We just haven't totally come to grip with it in the, in, the, in the natural. But it's already moving. So again, go back, finish up. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Let the spirit use you and move you as He's been speaking to you, so that then you can be used totally. Because see, if your focus is broken at this new phase, see that's the thing. When we're already familiar, we're moving at a certain pace in a certain way, we we know that. But, see, when you go to that next level, at the next way, you have to pay more attention. You 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 have to pay more attention. It's like if you're driving down the street at 30 miles an hour and you glance away, then you can quickly correct yourself if something happens. But if you're at 100 miles an hour, you glance away, that's a whole other thing. That's why, I, you know, race car drivers, they're moving at 100 and so miles an hour, Everything else is at a whole nother level, but see you got you're not used to this new level that God has taken you to you 're not used to this new pace that he's taking you to, and you're going to have to pay attention because if you glance away and miss it, then you're going to have a catastrophic development. so continue to again finish what you started, go back to that place, let the Holy Spirit anoint you God, and direct you, and then you will soon see the changes that if he has caused you to walk in. In the new level, he's called you to go. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen.
6: All I heard was catastrophic.
1: <laughs> okay, I got one for you. Keep doing everything the same exact way you've been doing to see what happens. Nah. What? <laughs> okay. Nah.
6: I didn't say anything smart. I just told you what, what made me free was catastrophic. Now, if you want to go into getting ugly with it, that's fine. I'm still, still going to only receive what I got was catastrophic, and I'm dealing with that right now, Okay. Okay. I told your sister I didn't want you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. I told your sister in the text message, I didn't want you to pray for me today. You keep it to yourself. And I still went against my better judgment. I did. your
1: Okay, Erica, you want to pray for your brother? <laughs> You're going to be like Morgan now. Nah, can I get somebody else to pray for me? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer going one? I one prayer going twice. My death one prayer going three times. Okie dokie, Smokey. Somebody pray for me and get off his phone. Anybody want to
1: pray for me
6: going once? Give me one second. Oh, that might have been something. Yep, you don't know. Anybody want to pray for me going three times? I said, give me a second. Hold
1: on, one second. I didn't hear you, sir. Where you go?
6: Father, I ask that you would touch right now, Father, we ask that you would strengthen, guide him, and lead him to all understanding and truth. We ask that you bless his from 39-year-olds into 19-year-olds, Father. In everything that is key connected, we ask that you would allow him to see the fruits that he has, see the trees that he has planted and let the fruits, be born on the actual trees that have been planted. We ask that you would just continue to plant him by the river, the water, Father God, that he would always have something that would nourish him while he's nourishing everything else. And we just ask things in the name of Christ, amen. Amen.
3: Amen.
6: amen. All right. I deal with Agatha Christie over here.
3: Okay, okay, I'll holler at y'all later.